The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Great crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and addressed them. If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Which of you wishing to construct a tower does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if there's enough for its completion? Otherwise, after laying the foundation and finding himself unable to finish the work, the onlooker should laugh at him and say, this one began to build but did not have the resources to finish. Or what king marching into battle would not first sit down and decide whether with 10,000 troops he can successfully oppose another king advancing upon him with 20,000 troops? But if not, while he is still far away, he will send a delegation to ask for peace terms. In that same way, any one of you who does not renounce all of his possessions cannot be my disciple. My dear friends, the good news, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May the words of the Holy Gospel blot out our sins. My dear friends, I'd like to begin today in our first reading to give us some context for that gospel. And the first reading is from the Book of Wisdom, chapter 9. And it tells us that worldly wisdom uh, can only go so far. That the wisdom of this world or the wisdom of things of this world are limited because we are limited. So if you want to hear about the wisdom from outside this world, somebody from outside this world has to tell us about it. If we want to receive wisdom from heaven, we have to get revelation from someone who's outside this world to tell us about heavenly wisdom. And that is certainly what Jesus is trying to tell us today, this heavenly wisdom. And it's not an easy passage. It's not easy to hear what Jesus has to say. Yet he says it because he loves us and he wants us to be with him forever in all eternity. Starting now. <laughs> you know, heaven doesn't start when we die. Hell doesn't start when we die. It starts in our life now. And Jesus desires to be with us, and so he gives us wisdom from heaven. Let me put it in a more positive light. This is a great quote from a Christian author of the 20th century. Maybe you've read him or heard of him, C.S. Lewis. He wrote a famous book called Mere Christianity. This is one of the quotes. So this is C.S. Lewis saying what Jesus said, but with a, more, a little more of a positive spin on it. The Christian way of life is different, harder and easier. 
Christ says, give me all. I don't want so much of your time and so much of your work and so much of your money. I want you. I have come not to torment your natural self, but to kill it. No half measures are any good. I don't want to cut off a branch here and there and a branch over here. I want to have the whole tree down. I don't want to drill a tooth or crown it or stop it, but have it out. Hand over the whole natural self, all the desires which you think innocent, as well as the ones that you think are wicked, the whole outfit. I will give you a new self instead. In fact, I will give you myself. My own will shall become your will. Jesus doesn't want a little bit of us or some of us, some parts of us. He wants all of us. And when we give Jesus our whole self, he gives us himself. And then our will becomes like Jesus' will. He's giving us the principles for this in this gospel. And, you know, they're very, they're very um, famous principles now because of another book that I really love called uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. So actually, Jesus has given us these first three principles that Stephen Covey gave us in that book, which is be proactive, put first things first, and begin with the end in mind. That's what Jesus is saying to us, to be proactive, to want to be with him, to want him, to want to surrender, to want to give your life to him, to be proactive about it, not passive, but to actively seek to surrender ourselves totally God. And then to put that first in our life, put first things first, to put Jesus and our relationship with God above everything else so that nothing could ever get in its way or nothing could ever... Uh, come between us and God, that nothing in this, on this earth should have that power over us. That's us and God. And then we begin our relationship with the end in mind. And the end is how much Jesus loves us and what he has done so that we could be in union with him. There's a reminder every time we come into the church, all how much he loves us and what he has done so that we could have a relationship with him. Now, this, you know, the same thing, you can understand this if you think about vows. Now, I took my vows as a priest and my vows as a religious brother, but all of you are married. Most of you are married out there, so you can see this makes sense with, with vows, right? With vows, right? You have, if, when you're married, you have to leave your family. You have to leave your family in order to start a new family. And you have to put your new family first. Put your husband first. Put your wife first. And then you can still love your friend, but you have to put them first. And before you get married, you got to check to see if you have what it takes to be a married person. You have to go through some preparation, some spiritual preparation. Do I have what is necessary to be married? And you have to count the cost. And then once you're married, you have to detach from anything in the world that would harm your marriage. You detach from anything in this world that could get in the way of your married vow. 
So, and that's what Jesus is saying to us about our relationship with him. Nothing should get in our way. We should strive to have it with all that we are, and we should detach from anything in this world that would detract from our relationship with God. I want to close with a beautiful hymn that came out in 1710. Uh, Tim was gracious enough to play it before Mass for me. Uh, he played, he played the, the hymn of it, but it's by Isaac Watts. And it's a beautiful poem. And it's about when he sees the cross, all he can do, when he sees what Jesus has done for us, all he can do is lay, give Jesus his, his whole self. And that's my prayer for each of us today, that we surrender to God even more. When I survey the wondrous cross on which, on which the Prince of Glory died, my richest gain I count as loss, I, and pour contempt on all my pride. Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast, save in the death of Christ my God. All the vain things that charm me most, I sacrifice them to his blood. See from his head, from his hands, his feet, sorrow and love flow, mingled down. Did e'er such love and sorrow meet, or thorns compose such a rich crown? Were the whole realm of nature mine, that were a present far too small, love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all.